Michael, this is all very confusing. Inflation has dominated financial headlines for the past few months and will likely be top of mind for the foreseeable future. But the media as of late has given rise to new terms like stagflation and greedflation. So today, we're going to put the topic of inflation aside and talk about the multiple variations we've seen pop up in 2022. I'm Remy Bartolotta, and this is On Markets, presented by Darwin Wealth Management and Darwin Asset Management. With me today, I have Chief Investment Officer Michael Sorrentino and Senior Financial Advisor Michael Bartolotta. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to shout out on the show, email comments at onmarkets.com or hit me up directly at remy at onmarkets.com. It's R-E-M-Y at onmarkets.com. And if you like our show, please hit the follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever podcast platform you prefer. So I feel like we need to start tracking these inflation variants as if they're COVID because they seem to be popping up about every 15 minutes. But what I notice is like, Every time I, I read about one, every single time it's the same thing. Like within the first paragraph or the second paragraph, it always says, you know, this has been around for generations, right? Every single one of them. I've never heard any term prior to six months ago, but they've all been around for generations, right? So let's dig into a few and talk about what they are and, and how relevant they are. So Mike, let's start out with something that sounds like it's out of uh, a Seinfeld episode here, which is shrinkflation. I know. I love this one. And it's funny because I know you're going to go to, to skimflation after. And when I saw those two, I'm like, well, shrinkflation and skimflation sounds pretty much like the same thing, but they have distinctly different definitions. Um, <laughs> so you're right. That is the one I was going to go to next because I... Yeah, I was, no, I, I figured because it's just as stupid. Right? Yeah. So, you know, when they say these things have been around for a long time, I don't know if they're talking about the terms or the actual concepts because shrinkflation, which is defined as you know you get less product for the same price right the product shrinks but you're paying the same price for it It really has been around for a long time i mean the thing i think about um or there's a couple that stick in my head uh one is coffee right coffee used to be a pound when you bought you know either beans or ground coffee it was always a pound and it became like 12 ounces i don't even know when but if you go buy coffee now it's not a pound anymore it's been reduced by you know, by four ounces for some reason. Soda or seltzer, you know, it used to be a 32 ounce bottle. It used to get a, a quart, you know, now they're like 28. And I think they blame that on, you know, we're going to do a liter instead of a quart, but it's really the same thing. And it always strikes me as odd because, you know, you always read that a lot of these products that the real cost is in the packaging, the actual product itself inside the package doesn't drive the cost as much as the actual packaging. But apparently it does. And, and that's defined now as shrinkflation. It's been around forever. I mean, I've, I've noticed it at various times. But because the whole you know, XXXflation thing is so huge right now, they've decided to start talking about it and calling it shrinkflation. Yeah. So, and, and in concert with that, this skimflation, which I mean, it's essentially the same thing, but it seems to be just a little bit more service based, right? Versus product based. I mean, that's what I got out of it. Yeah. Skimflation is exactly that, right? Crappier service for the same price. The one that drives me nuts on that one is uh, is the QR codes at restaurants. It's like you go to a restaurant now, and instead of a, a menu, there's a QR code on the table, which I now have to scan with my phone and then get out my glasses because I can't see the thing because it's so small. It's just, it, I hate it, right? I, I literally, my wife and I went to a, a, a beach, like a beach bar restaurant not that long ago, and we walked in and sat down and there were literally no waitresses or, or wait staff of any kind. And there's a QR code on the table. And when we asked somebody, they just said, you know, 
get the QR code, order online. You got to put a credit card in, order online, and then someone will bring your food over. And I literally got up and walked out. I said, if you, if I got to work this hard to, to, to get a hamburger, I'm, I'm out. And I, and, I, and I honestly wish that other people were as impatient as I was because it would, it would <laughs> no, seriously, because it would make these, I mean, restaurants is probably where I see it more than anywhere else. The service is absolutely horrific. So it's funny that you say that because I had this idea to do exactly what you're talking about, like maybe 20 years ago, right? Because I hate having to deal with waiters. They come over and they like, you know, they tell their stupid little jokes that aren't very funny because they want a tip and all this other nonsense. It's like, leave me alone. Just bring me the food, right? I just want the food. I don't want to talk to you. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to hear your quirky little story about how, you know, whatever happened to you on your way to work today. Like I'm here to enjoy my dinner with whoever I came with. Right. So I love it, actually. I'm like, this is great. I can oh just walk God, in, scan this thing, so order much. my food, and nobody speaks to me. Like, this is the world I want to live in, you know? And we talked about this, actually, not that long ago. It's similar to the, the car buying, right? We did the, the car, car buying the episode. Car thing, it's, yeah. it's the same thing, right? It's like, I don't want to deal with these people at car dealerships. I, I just, I just want to order my car. I want it to arrive, and I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, I sort of get it. But listen, I walk into Panera now, right? And there's a little order thing when you walk in. If you want coffee, you don't go to the counter anymore. You just go up this little order thing. But it's like 20 minutes of me ordering my coffee. It's like, do I want a sugar? Do I want a cream? Do I want this? Do I want that? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Again, I know you're gonna you're gonna point to my age. I get it. I'm pretty. Yeah, 100. Right it's generational. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say that pre kids, I would have been on Remy's side. Post kids, now that I've got two kids in a restaurant with me at any given point, I just want the menu in front of me. I'm with you, man. Pulling up that stupid QR code. And frankly, I think the reason why it bothers me more than anything else is because I know why they're doing it. Uh, they're just trying to save you know, half a percent of one penny on every single menu that they have to print every single day. I just, come on, just print out the menu. I'm going to have to side with Mike on this, even though I'm, I'm a big believer in tech and you know, advancement and a lot of other stuff. I just, just put the menu on the table. It's not about the menu. It's about the waiter. <laughs> I mean, I don't care if there's a menu on the table or not. I just, I, you know, how do I order with a piece of paper where I don't have to talk to a waiter? <laughs> All right. So we got way off of skimflation, but that's skimflation. It's right. It's less service for the same money. No doubt. So let's move on to another one. Another one that I, I like this one. How about greedflation? Tino, I'm going to throw this one out to you. Well, look, I mean, inflation is almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You start seeing a little bit of it and everybody jumps on top of it. Capitalism, come on. You see an opportunity to raise your prices, and you're not going to raise them. Of course, you're going to raise your prices. If I ran a business and I saw an opportunity to raise prices and, and the demand would still stay strong, I'd probably do it too. So I, I think the problem with this idea of greedflation is you know, corporate America just raising their prices because they can. And that's the reason why we are today. This could flirt with a little uh, political discontent here. But ultimately, I would say that is there greed inflation going on where, you know, capitalism is trying to raise price and take price. Yeah, there's probably a little bit, but on the, on the margin, I, I think that is that what's really driving our quote-unquote inflation in this country? Absolutely not. I mean, you're talking about small little instances here and there. For the most part, inflation's because prices are going up. It's not because of CEOs and boardrooms are saying, hey, let's, let's go and add and take price wherever we can. I mean, ultimately, it's the responsibility of a corporation to do so anyways, right? I mean, there, there's sort of this idea that the you know, what are corporations out to be a uh, charity? You know, not really. I mean, they're going to charge, you know, whatever they, they can charge for, right? That's their mandate. Is, is one of us going to quote Gordon Gecko? the greed is a good thing? <laughs> or is that reference too old for you guys? No, no, you nah, kidding me? That's a classic. Yeah, yeah that's a classic. <laughs> no, you can't be too old for that one. But I mean, at what point, like, 
you know, I'll, I'll sort of take the opposite side of this though. You know, at, at what point is it just straight up price gouging? I mean, take somebody like, and, and I'm going to throw out like a, you know, a real uh, extreme version of this, right? But I mean, I think we all remember like the Martin Screlly situation, right? I mean, just blatant price. I'm, you know, at, at what point is it, hey, we're going to raise our prices because, you know, materials are, are, are more expensive and more challenging to get, you know, there's more demand so we can sort of get a little bit more for our product versus, you know, I'm just blatantly price gouging it. I would say that if Martin went to jail for what he did, then the people that run... 98% of home improvement companies right now should all be thrown in jail too, right? Because the, the <laughs> yeah. greedflation, I'm, I'm renovating a house right now. The greedflation that's going into kitchen cabinetry, for example. <laughs> close to home for Tino. Yeah, no doubt. I, like my blood is boiling. I just got the, the, the cabinets. They said it was going to take a year to come in. Six months. I got them in six months and now I got to write a check for the other half of the deposit. And it's giving me heart palpitations right now. And the reason why we bought them, knowing that we're not going to renovate for another year, is because we bought them two weeks before the price went up another 20%. They did three price increases in 12 months. And people are still buying these. It's wood. It's wood. And yet somehow they're able to raise these prices. It's amazing. But I, I mean, again, I mean, people are willing to pay for it. So yeah, that's capitalism. They're going to do it until people stop paying. Yeah, I don't want to sound like Scrooge McDuck, but this is like, uh, it's just good business. No, I think it is good business, but you, you're ultimately going to run into demand destruction, right? At some point, people are going to say, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. I, on a much smaller scale, I, I went into Starbucks um, down the street uh, in Tampa a couple of weeks ago, and I ordered a small iced coffee. And I'm not kidding. This is a real conversation with the barista or whatever he's called. He, get, he handed it to me. It's like, that'll be $4.03. And I wasn't thinking. I was checking my phone. I, and he said, sorry about that. I'm like, what? What do you mean, sorry? He's like, well, it just seems like a lot of money for a nice coffee. He's like, I, I wonder when people are going to stop, you know, buying it. Fired. Yeah, guys catching a pink slip by the end of the day. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, man, this is interesting because look, a lot of investing is just paying attention to what's going around you. So I, I literally gave the guy my email address. I was like, look, if you wouldn't mind, just shoot me an email if you start seeing people complaining more about the price because I didn't, but I started thinking about like, yeah, four bucks for. I mean, this thing had 98% ice in it. I mean, there's probably one shot of coffee in there, and I paid four bucks for it. And yeah, that might be something where you know, demand destruction across the board. And if I'm in the boardroom, I'm the CEO. If I'm running Tesla, which has raised their prices now like four times, you've got a great cover right now. Oh, supply chain issues. Oh, COVID. Oh, whatever it is. Uh, our costs are going up. Overall inflation. I think there probably is some merit to the fact that these companies see a green light to just raise prices and tell people stop paying. You know, I always wonder, you know, what's a, a better strategy? Do you just raise prices and it's just, you know, I'm just blatantly raising the price and I'm going to use, you know, some excuse? Or do you take more of the Starbucks approach, right? Do you sort of sneak it in? It's like, yeah, it's going to be a little, you know, 10 cents more this week. And then, you know, two months goes by and it's 10 cents more. And then six months goes by and it's 10 cents more. And next thing you know, it's $4 when it used to be, you know, two fifty. I'm not sure which way is better. You know, I, I feel like at some point, you know, you, you don't realize it. Like with the Starbucks approach, of course, you know, like you said, you know, all of a sudden, you know, oh my God, I'm paying four fifty for a cup of coffee. I didn't even realize it. But at some point you're going to realize it. And I think you're almost more likely to stop buying that product than you are with the approach of just saying, hey, look, you know what? It is what it is. This is our price. Because at least you accept it right out of the gate, you know, on that one. It's like, okay, well, I'm either going to buy this or I'm not. And if I buy it, I've accepted that, you know, I'm just getting gouged for a price. Well, I'll say this. Obviously, it depends on the good or the service that you're looking at. I have a, a friend of mine who is, he runs a very high-end travel agency. So he, he books these trips that are, are 
just you know six figure trips, things like that. So I was trying to get a hotel room a couple weeks ago in California, and I mean I don't know if you've looked at the hotel. I mean I'm sure it's going across the country, but I mean some of these hotel rooms that were 250 a night are now 1,200 a night, and they're all sold out. So I was asking him about it. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. But he said, I've never been this busy ever in my career. Not once. And he runs a very successful firm. He's like, there are people out there. They are spending this money. I know the three of us are interconnected because we're all cheap and we don't like to spend money like that. <laughs> but there clearly is a cohort out there that doesn't care. So, I mean, going back to this idea of greed inflation, I cannot imagine why a hotel room costs five times more today to manage than it did pre-lockdowns. There's just no way you're going to convince me of that. Especially if you combine that with skimflation, right? Yeah, <laughs> smaller rooms, fewer pillows. Now they don't put the bottles of shampoo in there anymore. It's that big container suit. People can't steal them, right? So uh, I'm out on that because I have no idea what they're filling that thing with. I, no, there's no, no shot I'm using gross. that. I'm taking my own shampoo. When I was traveling, I didn't. I don't think I bought shampoo for like 10 years. I, mean, I would just take it from the hotel, right? Because that's what you do. I paid for the room. That is my shampoo, right? Now they're now they have these <laughs> these huge jugs that are attached. You sound to the like wall, you sound like you my mother, Tino. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, it's great. Now you can't even take the shampoos. We're getting hit by both sides. So I got another one for you. Last one, and this one's actually I I think probably the most legitimate one. How about stagflation? That actually has been around for a long time. That's that's a thing. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, we don't want that. I mean, uh, speaking of age, there's only one of us on this program today that remembers stagflation, probably. Uh, but Jesus. stagflation is a it's a problem. I mean, look, what, what that basically means is you have a stagnant economy, okay? S-T-A-G, stagnant economy, stagflation. So the economy is not growing, but you still have inflation. You don't typically see that all that often because if you think about it, how it's a strange concept, why would prices be rising if people aren't buying? But sometimes economies can fall into that. I think there's a concern right now that we haven't seen that since the 70s. And I think there's a lot of uh, investors out there right now. I've heard some questions from some of our clients, worries that we're going to return to a stagflationary environment. And you know, only time will tell. But I, I think that that is a highly unlikely scenario, given where we are today relative to the you know, 60s and 70s, what got us in that stagflation environment back there. But that is something that we don't want. Okay, no matter who you are, you don't want a stagflationary environment. So usually we end an episode with a bottom line. I don't think we need to do a bottom line this week, but you know, we talked about maybe making up our own our own inflation term. Did you guys come up with anything interesting? I forgot that was the assignment. It was actually my idea and I forgot to do it. Did you? All right. Well, I did my homework, which is pretty rare if you know me. So the one that I'm I'm gonna leave everybody with is imagiflation, which is the increasing supply of these imaginary terms. <laughs> <laughs> is created and presented by Darwin Asset Management LLC and Darwin Advisors LLC, collectively referred to as Darwin. Darwin does not make any representation or warranties and therefore takes no responsibility as to the accuracy, timeliness, suitability, completeness, or relevance of any information contained in this podcast. Any tax or legal information contained in this podcast is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. The information presented does not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and there could be no assurance that any investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Information presented is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of any offer to buy or sell the securities mentioned herein.